Hello, I'm Jacob. And I'm Beth. And this is the Taters and Chopsticks podcast. So today we're going to talk about first impressions. First impressions are important in any dating relationship. Um, and with an intercultural relationship, I think that they hold a little bit more, I don't know, impact, I guess, because of the two cultures meeting. Or different cultures. Yes. And so... And that's what we want to talk about today. If you guys don't know, I'm Chinese. Yes, and I am a lot of white things. So I guess the first question is, who did our parents want us to marry? Um, who did our parents want us to marry? Well, for me, my parents didn't really have any stipulations about who I should marry. Um, they were more concerned about the character of a person. I do think they were surprised when I started dating Jacob, though. Um, not Jacob was my first boyfriend. And so it's not like I'd had any history to show them, I don't know, any kind of type. Um, I don't think I really had a type. I just met Jacob. We matched online and I didn't care what culture he was from. I was going to meet him for who he is and fell in love with him because he's amazing. And it, I think I just surprised my parents that way. But they weren't, they didn't ever tell me marry someone that's like us or don't or anything like that. What about you, Jacob? Well, for me, one of the things for a first generation immigrant is that for first generation immigrants is forgetting our culture. So one of the worries my parents had was that me and my siblings will forget our culture. So th- my parents wanted me to marry someone that who was Chinese initially. And then as I got older and they realized I wasn't marrying anyone and anyone I dated I wouldn't bring home. They expanded to Asian and then they went from Asia which included entire Asia to anyone in the world. So <laughs> I thought that was funny. And so when I brought Beth home they were really happy because <laughs> I was hitting close to my 30s by then. Yes. Good thing you finally found me. makes it sound a little desperate there you are happy with me right of course okay good and i think one of the things that my parents were pleasantly surprised was that beth had a genuine interest in asian culture she went to thailand and we took a Cantonese class together um, and we continue to learn Chinese. It's true. And we plan on teaching our kids Chinese as well. Yes. Let's see here. Um, So that's kind of talking about the context of what was expected from us. And then let's talk a little bit about what our families thought when they met each other. So when my family met Jacob, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. So when my family met Jacob, Um, again, they were surprised. And so my family, let's see here, they had a specific way of doing things, how they wanted to do things when we were going to be dating. I was not the first person to date in my family, and there was a specific way of doing things. Uh, My dad very much wanted to to interview my date (laughs) ahead of time. But we had met online, and it just didn't seem like the thing to do since I didn't even know if I wanted to date him, be his, be his girlfriend yet. I was just barely getting to know him, so we kind of skipped that. My dad didn't like that. but <laughs> And initially, I didn't want to meet her dad because Beth told me that her dad would interview me with this gun. He wanted to shoot me. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't want to shoot you. He just wanted to intimidate you. So my dad is very short, and Jacob is um, six feet tall. And and my dad was very concerned about intimidating him, and so he intended to clean his guns in front of Jacob <laughs> on purpose to intimidate him. So it's not that crazy. Anyways, um, what, so what, what did my family think of Jacob? So 
They definitely thought he was goofy um, and silly, kind of goofy, silly, funny. And they, they liked him right away because Jacob has that really energetic, um, funny personality that just fits really well into my family. I think before they met him, they, they had ideas in their head of what it would be like to meet Jacob. Something that I've found and continue to find is that people who aren't experienced in a culture, they kind of piece together what they think that culture and the people are going to be like. And so I think my family had done that a little bit. And so they were just surprised when they met Jacob that, I don't know, that you weren't as nerdy as you could be. Or I don't know, you know, they were just surprised. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So that that was my family. They didn't they didn't they just they just love Jacob. Specifically my grandma. So <laughs> my grandma took a little bit more um winning over. So yeah, when when I started dating with Jacob, I didn't have him in, meet my family right away. And so I was really close with my grandma and I told her about Jacob and but I didn't really say you know, I, I just said he was nice and, and great and all that. And, and she was so happy for me. And then one night at the dinner table, my family's cracking all these jokes that were not good, you know. Well, they were Asian jokes. Yeah, um. they were a lot of them. <laughs> but to be clear, my family would make fun of anyone, including someone exactly like us, right? <laughs> so. Well, her dad's best friend happens to be Asian himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's not like he does not like Asians. He just likes to joke. He makes yeah. fun of everyone. Of anything that we can pick apart, we will. I think that's my family motto. Anyways, so they're doing this at the dinner table, and suddenly it dawns on my grandmother that my boyfriend is Chinese. And she stops, and she goes, Oh, I didn't know he was Oriental. And I'm like... Grandma, you can't say that. That's so bad. And she goes, they can be very nice. I was like, oh my word. It was that, that was, that was a little disheartening that she wouldn't, I know, right from the get-go, she was kind of, I don't know, you kind of started at a disadvantage with grandma. But um, my grandma used to be the huggy lady at her church. I told Jacob this. And apparently, Jacob went to her church a long time ago and met her and got hugs from her. And when I told him this, he said, Oh my goodness, your grandma is the best lady in the whole wide world. So I told my grandma this, and then all of a sudden, Jacob walked on water. She loved Jacob. I mean, he could do no wrong. She um, was always asking where he was, like, Oh, where's Jacob? I want to give him a hug. And, and just, she just loved Jacob from then on. So that was really um, an interesting thing to see change over time. Now, one of the things is that your grandma loved everyone. Mm -hmm. So she attended and gave hugs at one of the most diverse churches in this area. Yes. And so it's one of the larger churches in this area. So she loved everyone. I think the fact that she called me Oriental is just that she's old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. And so so instead of referring me to just Chinese or Asian or Asian American, she called me Oriental. Let's see. My parents or my family's impression of you, they loved you. I think they're really overjoyed when they first met you. Um, there's a certain sweetness to you. And so, and the fact that you were genuinely interested in them helped a lot. 
And so you want to get to know them, you want to get to know their culture, um, you want to get to know their language. Um, all of that helped a lot. And then when my grandma met you, she constantly gave you kisses mm -hmm. and hugs. And she asked you how expensive things were. And so, I don't know, what do you think of my grandma when you first met her? I thought she was very sweet and just so cute. She looked like a little apple-faced doll <laughs> and with rosy cheeks. And um, your grandma didn't speak, like, any English at all. <laughs> no, she but, did not. And I, at the time, I spoke so little Cantonese. I mean, all I could say was, Nehoma, and that's about it. You know, just, mm -hmm. how are you? And that's, that's it. And yet, she would, I would come into the family restaurant, and I'd come and I'd sit next to her, and she'd offer me her food, and she would just chatter with me in Cantonese, and I would have no clue what she was saying, but... It was so nice that she didn't care that I didn't understand. She was going to talk to me anyways. It was really sweet. Um, I, I just I loved her. She was very nice. And I'm glad that you said that about about the fact that your parents liked me right from the start and and knew that I was trying because I was I was very nervous about meeting your family. I was because. I didn't know, I just, I just didn't know what to do with the, the language barrier and the fact that could potentially become my family someday, and they did. Um, I think it was also a little bit nerve-wracking because, because you had already met my family, had known my family for over a year by the time I met your family, and why is that? Yeah, so <laughs> I didn't want to bring her home until we were ready to be engaged. So that's one of the things I learned in college, is that when my friends in college started dating someone, they would introduce their significant other to their parents right away. And when they broke up, they were only not breaking up with the individual, but they broke up with the family as well. So I think that was just one of the things that to ease the pain in case it did not go as planned. So the way I met her parents is that her parents hid behind a car. Yeah. And then they ran up to me <laughs> as I was picking up picking her up for a date. I was waiting outside for Jacob to pick me up and um, my parents my dad comes out and starts inspecting my sister's tires and he's kicking them and he's going, ha! Huh. This one's still pretty round. And he's like, Dad, what are you doing? He's, I'm inspecting your sister's tires. And he's just doing that. And then my sister came out to help. And then my mom came out to enjoy the sunshine. And these are things they never do. And they were just obviously waiting to bombard Jacob when he came so that they could finally meet him because they decided it had been long enough. Yes, I'm glad we did meet though because soon after I had dinner at their place almost every evening. So. Well, how about that first dinner? <laughs> I think the first dinner was intimidating because your family is pretty loud. Very, very loud. Um, and your dad, they asked me what I was interested in, and I was like, oh, I, right now I'm trying meditation. So that's kind of one of the big things in this area was that folks were downloading this meditation app and were trying it, but your dad was a non-believer in anything of that sort. So <laughs> he, he doesn't believe in philosophy or science. They mocked him up yes. and down and all around town. <laughs> oh, Jacob, you're laughing too hard. You might want to get out your breathing app. Oh, no, I think you forgot to breathe. Better get out that breathing app. <laughs> all that good stuff. And yeah. minimalism. Yes. Had to make fun of that. Yes. And it's funny now because at our home, we go through seasons of incorporating minimalism into our lives. <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure your parents probably roll their eyes at us every time we say, hey, do you want our old kitchen utensils or old clothes or... Um, yeah, just the amount of decluttering we do. So we go through a purge once a year, like a spring cleaning. So when we first got engaged and then we went to Chinatown, we got a red dress for you. Um, what were your parents' impressions of Chinatown? So my parents don't travel. Like they don't travel outside the United States. I, they've been to Canada. Okay, but they haven't, just barely over the border, and, and they've been to other states. But they don't go to other countries, and they're just not very cultured. And so, um, my dad was so eager to be in Chinatown, almost a little too eager, I would say. Just a little, a little too into it. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things is that your dad loves trying new things, mm -hmm. um, but no one's taken that risk with him. Yeah. And so her family doesn't really eat sushi, which is Japanese, and doesn't really try different Chinese foods except Panda Express. And so her dad and I right away went to Chinatown and got dim sum, and he really enjoyed. And, and one... the rest of the family ate a beautiful Chinatown meal of Subway! Yes! Because they didn't want to eat the food. That was that was kind of sad. They didn't want to try it. And um, my my mom just felt so, so nervous the whole time. Which, granted, I mean, Chinatown, it, it, some, it has some rough patches. It does, especially when you first come into the, uh, come out of the parking garage into that one park. That bathroom can get a little bit rough patch. And, and it was. So the very first, like, few minutes that were there and then we're in the bathroom this person who was very high on something just like started to take their clothes off and it's like let's get out of here so so I can understand why they had a bad a bad first impression and then wandering around Chinatown just feeling so uncomfortable because my mom doesn't travel and she she's not used to being surrounded by other languages, other cultures, so many sights to see, and um, she just felt so overwhelmed. For her dad, your dad loves different cultures. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things is that since we got to marry, I got to take him to Korean barbecue and sushi and Indian food, Indian food eating raw fish and tons of Chinese food that's not Panda Express. <laughs> and so, yeah. And every time your dad tries different foods, he always texts his best friend who happens to be Asian. And it's like, hey, look, I'm trying different foods. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's talk about a little bit more on the topic of first impressions. So, um, back back to me meeting your family. I, I really, really wanted to be accepted by them. I, I really wanted to make a connection. And it, it took a while for me to feel like I was making that connection because there's, there's a language barrier. And then on top of that, there's also a cultural barrier where, and they're busy. They were working when, when I met them. It's not like they were had a day off, right? So, you know, with with the culture barrier, I don't think I gave your parents a hug for a long time. You know, it's just not something you do. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was just kind of like, uh, Nehoma, and then that was kind of it. And then like, okay, okay, sit down. You know, what, what do you want to eat? And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. So, but over time, um, I've learned a little bit more Cantonese, and um, they speak more English than you had let on. So I'm glad of that, too. So we, we have had some conversations here and there and that's that's been really really great and we did take what four 
semesters of Cantonese class together. Yeah, which so. we need to brush up on it again. But as as a way of advice, I think that looking back on the history of our families getting to know each other and the relationships and how much people have grown, you know, um, my family's much more cultured now and a little more experienced in the Chinese culture than they were before. And they have a better understanding of it, a better appreciation for it. I obviously do. I'm, I'm living in, half in that culture, half out of the culture. And so um, it's, it's been a beautiful thing. It just kind of goes to show the value of having intercultural relationships, friendships, dating, so on. On top of that, I would say um, for some advice to, to make a good impression. So my first piece of advice would be to be mindful of who you're getting your advice from when it comes to the culture. Because I had so many people tell me what it was going to be like to be dating a Chinese guy and to be marrying into a Chinese family. And, and so many people telling me what my life was going to be like and what the wedding was going to be like and what dating was going to be like. And a lot of the people were wrong. And a lot of the things that they said didn't end up being the case because it may have been true about a different part of China, or it may have been true or not true. It may have been more of a stereotype and not an actual thing that was true about his family and about Jacob. And so that would be the thing to be careful of is where you're getting your information. I think the best source of information is the person you're getting to know. So like with Jacob, I asked him, how do I say, how are you? You know, what should I, what should I do when I come in? Should I bring something, you know? And he was able to guide me through that so that if there was any cultural customs that I followed them and I didn't do something that would be offensive. And so that, that would be my advice there. And then also to just show an interest in the other culture as well. So for me, I learned how to say, how to give a greeting in Cantonese, how to say thank you. And uh, and I think that that's really made a good impression on your family side. Yes, absolutely. And then I think it also just takes time to learn the other person's culture as well. You can't assume that every culture is the same. I think one of the things is that like there are differences in Chinese culture amongst Chinese, there's also different cultures amongst Caucasians as well. Mm -hmm. When I first met your family, you were homeschooled growing up, and you were also part of Western reenactment. You can <laughs> tell more about that. Your dad had a theme park in his backyard, and he was interviewed on the news about his theme park, so it was pretty renowned. Yeah. Um, so not every culture is the same. I think my introduction to Caucasian culture was that I went to private school. So my view of it was through the lens of more affluent culture, and so it was completely different. And your dad's more blue-collar, hard-working, get-his-hands-dirty, classic car-collecting American. Beard-growing American. Yes. <laughs> yep, that's, yeah, that, that's a very valid point. There are subcultures within a culture. And my family is not exactly mainstream American culture because we did do some kind of random things growing up. And... Um, Things that other people didn't do. I, I was homeschooled. Not everybody's homeschooled um, in today's day and age. And we did do that thing called Western reenactments. Um, my dad grew up going to a theme park called Frontier Village. And it closed. And 
he was so upset by this and he, he never really got over it. And so he built replicas of the buildings in our backyard. So I grew up with a 17-foot treehouse and the last national bank and the, the marshal's office and the schoolhouse and a creek bed and bridges and a waterfall. And I had a blast with my siblings growing up like that. And then that even that wasn't enough for him. He had to live out Frontier Village. And so we joined a Western reenactment group when I was a kid. And we would go to fairs and festivals and we'd put on our skit and it was a whole different world. We had to get gunfighters insurance. And if you're under the age of 18, you can't be on stage when the when the shots go off. You have to be off stage at that time. And just all this different stuff, learning the lines. And we robbed trains up at Roaring Camp. And <laughs> I mean, how many people can say that? I robbed a train, you know. So we definitely had a unique life. And if someone had tried to give Jacob advice of what white culture is, <laughs> or what to expect from his white girlfriend, and then he comes in and finds this big, loud, rambunctious group of, of people with a western town in their backyard, and the dad with guns in his pocket and beard on his face, and, you know, like, what is... <laughs> he would have been shocked. <laughs> he looks like Yosemite Sam. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, so... We talked about our first impressions and, and whatnot. What about with our families meeting each other? When they first met, they absolutely loved each other. I think they're very sweet. Um, On both sides. Yes. So my parents are very sweet and her parents are very sweet. And together, it's just, they're just a combination of mush. It <laughs> is. But it is absolutely hilarious to see them when they come together because they, there's... So, I mean, there's a language barrier between me and his family, but it is so much stronger between our family members and each other because, <laughs> I mean, with his parents, uh, obviously Jacob's parents, uh, Jacob's uh, siblings speak English, but his parents and my parents when they, when they get together because they really enjoy being together, but they, they don't speak the same language. And so Jacob will sit there and will interpret for them. And it goes kind of goes back and forth. Jacob's dad loves to to tell stories to my dad, and my dad loves to tell stories to Jacob's dad. But they just are unable to do that without <laughs> Jacob. So they're they're constantly passing it back and forth. And, and I will be interpreting. Yeah, yeah. And then um, with my with my mom, she I tried to teach her just a little bit of Cantonese, just dolja, which is thank you in Cantonese. And so when we were going to be going to have our first meal with, with Jacob's family, the whole way there, I practiced in the car with her and we went back and forth. Doja, doja, doja. And we get there and my mom very proudly announced, doja, which is not it. <laughs> but it's the, it's the, the heart of the matter. That's what, the, that's what counts. Well, your dad is surprisingly good with Chinese accents. He is. He should try and learn some Cantonese. He can say the words, but I don't think he knows what he's saying. But he knows how to say a really bad swearing phrase. Okay. Yeah. I think he learned that from his best friend. No. No? Someone else. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's Mandarin. Anyways, um, yeah, they, they loved each other, and it's been a, a beautiful thing mm -hmm. to see that. And uh, her dad would text mm -hmm. my dad pictures of his classic cars, and my dad absolutely loves it. Mm -hmm. Even though his dad doesn't respond because if he wrote back in Chinese, like my dad's not going to get it. So, and then um, I'm not sure if my dad knows how to respond on the phone. 
he has one of his employees respond to other text messages. That does explain some things. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's see. And Jacob's dad is always asking when we go to visit. So my my father, when whenever we go to visit them, um, he's always asking me, Dad, your dad, when's he coming? And I say, Oh, he's you know, it's it's gonna be a while. Oh, he should move in with you. No. Um, he, I, he doesn't want to move in with me. Tell him to come back. Oh my goodness, like, <laughs> we, we've been through this. He, he moved. <laughs> well, her parents used to live in the area. Mm-hmm. So when Beth and I first started dating, um, your parents still lived. So one thing is his dad, uh, Jacob's dad, whenever we visit them, um, he's always asking me about my family. It's really sweet. And he's always asking, um... Oh, Beth, when is, when, uh, tell your dad, tell him to move back here. He can move in, he'll live with you. I'm like, no, (laughs) no, and then he keeps asking, like, tell them to move back. I'm like, I do, I do tell them, but they don't want to, so, but it's sweet. It's sweet that he, he asks that. (laughs) Well, so that is all for this podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Taters and Chopsticks, talking about first impressions. Yes, and we'll see you in the next episode. Have a good one. If you like our podcast, please like and subscribe for updates. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and other episodes of our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you enjoy our stuff and would like to support us, please feel free to do so on Patreon. The link is in the description. Thank you.